Episode 120 of the Read to Lead podcast is brought to you by FreshBooks, offering a month of unrestricted use totally free right now, and you don't need a credit card for the trial. To claim your free month, go to freshbooks.com slash read to lead and enter read to lead in the how did you hear about us section. When leaders have real significant challenges in their organizations, if you start to peel the onion back, the the challenge very rarely starts in the business. Welcome to the Read to Lead podcast with Jeff Brown. Jeff believes that if you desire to achieve true success in business and in life, then consistent and intentional reading is a must. The Read to Lead podcast will not only help you narrow this ever-important reading list, but also bring you key insights and valuable feedback from some of today's most successful and inspiring authors. And now, here's Jeff. Hi there, and welcome to the podcast that is dedicated to your personal and professional growth, where we dig into the topic of leadership. That's always central to our discussion. But we also talk about things like personal development, productivity, career, business, marketing, and entrepreneurship. It's personal development that's getting the focus today, as you and I are going to get to sit down with Daniel Harkavy, co-author along with Michael Hyatt, of the book Living Forward, a proven path to stop drifting and get the life you want. I'm going to ask Daniel about drifting and the costly consequences when left unchecked, how to develop a life plan so that you can truly live forward, what it really means to have balance in your life, and plenty more. Recently, I was contacted by Justine over at the accounting software company FreshBooks. FreshBooks is a software I've used for the last five or six years in my business, and I was delighted to learn that Justine and the folks at FreshBooks are fans of Read to Lead, so much so that they want to come alongside and partner with us for at least the next several weeks. I'm certainly a fan of what FreshBooks offers, but no need to take my word for it. I reached out into the Read to Lead Facebook group yesterday and asked folks in that group who listen to the show, who among you uses FreshBooks? And Thomas Conifree is one of those people. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Jeff. Tell me a little bit about your business. What do you do? We have a pharmacy in Dublin City in Ireland, and we are 60 years in business this year. Wow. Well, that's fantastic. So how long have you been using uh, FreshBooks as part of the business? It's about two years now. If you could pinpoint one of your favorite aspects of, of having software like FreshBooks as part of your uh, your toolbox, what would you say that is? It's so easy to use. I have to send a, a monthly invoice to a client, and it takes me about a minute every month to do the invoice. <laughs> Whereas previously, I was using Excel, and I was using Word documents, and it was just, oh, it, and the, you know, it, it, it's complicated. It was very complicated previously. Mm. Whereas now I've got a template, and I can just slot in the different figure every month. I got you beat, because I can do an invoice in 30 seconds. Oh, wow. That's my target now to get down to 30 seconds. <laughs> and I love, too, that you, you can customize the invoices, of course, adding adding your uh, logo and, and your colors. Uh, people can pay online if they want to. Yeah. Um, they can direct deposit the payment. That's a new feature. I like that, yeah. Thomas, thank you very much. Where can we find out more about uh, your business and what you do? Uh, well, our website is www.conifreespharmacy.ie. I better spell that for you. It's C-O-N-E-F-R-E-Y-S, conifreespharmacy.ie. Get a free month of unrestricted use of FreshBooks, totally free right now, and you don't need a credit card for this trial. To claim your free month, go to freshbooks.com slash read to lead and enter read to lead in the how did you hear about us section. That's freshbooks.com slash read to lead. 
Daniel Harkavy has been coaching business leaders to peak levels of success, performance, profitability, and fulfillment for more than 25 years. In 1996, he harnessed his passion for coaching teams and leaders and founded Building Champions, where he serves as CEO and executive coach. Over the past few decades, he and his team of coaches have worked with thousands of clients and organizations implementing the plan in his new book with Michael Hyatt. That new book is called Living Forward, a proven plan to stop drifting and get the life you want. Well, it's not often that I get to meet authors in advance of interviewing them, but it was a pleasure to meet uh, Daniel face-to-face the other night at the Living Forward Live event, a great event, and it's a treat to have him on the show. Daniel, welcome. Jeff, it was great meeting you as well, and it's wonderful to be with you and uh, your listeners today. Well, well, chances are good. You, you, you know the name Michael Hyatt. He's the man behind michaelhyatt.com, the book platform, and a number of online offerings. But you, you might be less likely to know the co-author, our guest, Daniel. So, Daniel, bring us up to speed on, on how you and, and Michael first came to work together so many years ago. I'd love to. I'd love to. Michael is fantastic, and I've had the privilege of working with him since the early 2000s when he was first introduced to me by John Maxwell. Uh, that was when Michael was a publisher at Thomas Nelson. And he was uh, looking for an executive coach, and he had spent some time with John. John was one of uh, Thomas Nelson's uh, biggest yeah. authors mm-hmm. at the time, and John uh, referred Michael to me. Um, I had done a, quite a bit of work with John and his team, and uh, he told Michael that uh, he should seek me out. So I started working with Michael back in probably 2001, 2002. Michael, over the years, uh, he climbed uh, ultimately to the level of CEO and chairman of Thomas Nelson Publishing. He worked with our firm uh, his entire career uh, from really the early 2000s all the way through retirement. And um, during those times, he and I developed a friendship. We uh, Not only uh, was he my client and I his coach, but uh, we started to do some fun things together. Uh, he joined me at our only public event, Building Champions Only Public Event, the experience, and he spoke to my audience. We had a few fishing trips in there. And then when he wrote the uh, the uh, life planning ebook, the overwhelming um, response to that caused him and I to have a conversation to where he said, hey, how would you like to partner with me? The, the life planning process in that ebook is our life planning process. Hmm. And uh, how would you like to partner with me on that? And I said, well, heck yeah, it would be brilliant because, you know, he's, uh, he knows so much about the publishing world. He's so passionate about the living forward message. Mm. And uh, together we, uh, we had a great time really starting three years ago when we first uh, outlined the book. And uh, as you were with us just a couple nights ago, now it's in the, Mm. the bookstores and we're looking forward to impacting a whole bunch of lives together through this work. Yeah, and I think it's already doing exactly that. And I was one of those who, uh, all those years ago, uh, downloaded uh, that uh, that ebook. Um, I'd like to to dig in and begin, uh, Daniel, by having you share a bit about the concept as you do early in the book of drifting and and some of the the costly consequences that we face if that's left unchecked. Oh, you bet. So, so one of the greatest privileges that I've had as an executive coach, my company, we have. More than 20 coaches, we work with thousands of leaders every single year, helping them to improve how they think, how they interact, and how they lead. 
not just their teams, but themselves, because we believe self-leadership always precedes team leadership. And Jeff, you hear me say that all the time. <laughs> um, but I really believe it. I think leaders need to understand that. So one of the greatest benefits that has come to me over the past two decades of doing this is I get a, a front row seat into the lives of so many amazing, brilliant, gifted leaders. And what I've observed over the years is that the currents of this culture, the currents of life, they're strong. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when leaders have real significant challenges in their organizations, if you start to peel the onion back, the, org the, the challenge very rarely starts in the business. It's usually not poor strategy. It's usually not poor execution or team dynamics. When you peel the onion back, there's something that's taking place even more core to their being than what's taking place in the office. So I like to say oftentimes challenges for these leaders take place in the hours between the five and the nine, mm. and then they impact how we perform between nine and five. So this drift, if we, if we don't take the time to give thought to truly what's most important in our life, what can happen is we can just kind of drift through life, just focusing on our careers mm. or just hyper-focusing on our finances or maybe a hobby. And what we do is we drift along and we're just focusing on a few areas of our life and then we give our leftovers to other areas of our life that in the long run might be truly most important to us. So in Living Forward, we call these areas of our lives, we call them specific accounts. Mm. And we say that if you hyper-focus on just a few accounts and you drift along neglecting others, giving other accounts in your life leftovers, you're at risk of experiencing some significant challenges or consequences. You know, you can have bankruptcy in your marriage or bankruptcy in your health or bankruptcy in a relationship with one of your kids or bankruptcy in your finances if you don't take uh, the time to really give that thought. So the consequences, you know, we see uh, confusion, uh, we see mm people being completely overwhelmed. Uh, we see people experiencing some pretty significant pain. As I shared uh, with you the other night, I think uh, what makes a, for a very difficult coaching session, and I'm sure you can relate to this, Jeff, is it's not when somebody's dealing with poor strategy or missing the numbers in the last quarter. We, we can deal with those. It's really when you've got a leader who's in significant pain because uh, their broken marriage is about to um, be made public. Um, uh, the media has found out something that's taken place between the hours of five and, and nine, and it's going to ruin them. And those coaching sessions, they're incredibly painful. And if we get stuck in the drift, we, we can experience pain. But then there's actually one more consequence that's, I think, even more um, paralyzing, and that is the consequence of regret. Because once you're stuck in regret, you can get forgiveness. Mm -hmm. But very rarely do you get a do-over. You know, you don't get to go back and, and, and experience those first 11 years of your kid's life. You don't get an opportunity to go back and get yourself into the peak health that will then sustain you moving forward. You can build a new foundation today, but there's going to be regret. And I think when that takes place, uh, I think that's a, a pretty significant consequence, and it can have long-lasting effect on on each and every one of us. You, you talked about uh, these life accounts. Help us understand, uh, Daniel, 
how to go about it as best you can, determining the condition of each, uh, prioritizing them so that we're taking care of ourselves uh, first, which you know, to the casual observer can, can, can sound selfish. The, the analogy that I think is quite common um, when we're talking about a topic like this is the analogy of flying on an airplane. Mm. When a flight attendant walks us through the safety announcement and always tells us that in, in, in case of uh, cabin pressure dropping that uh, we're to put on our own ex- oxygen mask first before we put it on our, our kids, our loved ones, because we need to take care of ourselves first so that we can best take care of others. So it's not selfish. It's actually being very thoughtful to make sure that you're taking really good care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Because the truth of the matter is you're either going to be able to serve and add value to those around you and to be in, in a place of being in peak shape, peak energy, peak focus, or you're going to be dull, you're going to be tired, or worse yet, you're going to be sick, or you're going to be apathetic. And you're, and when you're in that state, when you're dealing with any of those realities, it makes it very difficult for you to give your best to your best. So what happens is you give your best so that you can perform for the big meeting at 9 a.m., but then the rest of the day, you're, you're not giving those around you, those meetings, those projects, your best. And then when you get home, you're exhausted. And, and I, have, I have worked with thousands and thousands of leaders over the past two decades. And, and they will always finish this sentence the same way. When I say when you're giving your all throughout the day to really operate at peak levels in your profession, and then you're on the phone as you head home, and you come home late for dinner, what is it that you bring to your family? What is it you bring to your mental development, your health, uh, your physical development, etc.? Mm. Do you bring them your best? And people always say, no, we bring them our leftovers. And, and it just happens. So we need to prioritize and we need to look at what areas of our, our life are most important. Mm. Our faith, our fitness, our, our mental acuity, uh, and our overall well-being, we need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves so that we can add maximum value to everybody around us so that our lives can be used to make a significant and lasting difference in the life of everybody around us. And I know everyone listening right now, you all want your life to count. You all want your life to, to, to be a life of impact. You want to make a difference. Nobody's going through this life just hoping that they, uh, you know, they, they make a positive difference here or there. Deep down inside, we all want to. I appreciate that there are plenty of examples of the life plans of others to sort of give us a, a starting point. found that very, very valuable and effective. One of the benefits you mentioned a moment ago to developing a life plan is is the opportunity to avoid regrets. Uh, an, another one I wanted to, to spend some time on is, is maintaining balance, in part because you talk about balance uh, in a way other than we traditionally define it. Can you Can you expound on that a little bit? So oftentimes people won't even strive for balance because they, they do the math incorrectly. What we do is we say balance means that there's an equal amount on both sides. If we were to get a scale and we were to put hours at work on one side and hours at home on the other, and then we start to parse that out. We say hours with our, our spouse or hours with our kids or hours with, you know, et cetera. All of a sudden you realize there's not enough hours. So trying to strive for a 50-50 balance in time is really a futile pursuit. And what we need to be really striving for is 
to be intentional in each and every account so that we can be present in each and every account. And I think at the end of the day, that's what we all want is we want the ability to be devoting the appropriate amount of time to our health, the appropriate amount of time to preparing for our day, the appropriate amount of time to our marriages, the appropriate amount of time to our faith, to the, and you can, you can go account by account. And what happens is most people, they don't give this thought. So they're reacting and they're not intentional instead of being proactive and intentional in how they want to structure their days to invest the appropriate amount of time for this season, you know, when you have kids at this age or when you're new to this position, that it's a dynamic reality. What you're looking for is the ability to be present and to not be missing or neglecting key areas of your life. And I think when you have the ability to be proactive and present in each area of your life that's truly most important to you, now you're, now you're maintaining balance. Because when you're with somebody, when you're in a meeting, when you're working out, when you're watching Johnny's soccer, whenever you're doing what you're doing, you know you are right where you're supposed to be. So you're not sitting there hyper-focused on your phone, updating things and emailing when you're supposed to be on date night. You're not sitting there having a conversation with your six-year-old at the dinner table about their day, thinking about tomorrow's project. You're connecting with them. But I think if we're all honest with ourselves, we know that one of the biggest villains in our life right now is the inability to be present. And, and I'm telling you, if, if you can help people to identify the accounts in their life that are most important and then the actions that will enable them to be more present and more intentional, you will see people with a greater sense of peace because they know they're right where they need to be and they're balanced. Mm. Uh, one of the the most impactful parts of this process uh, I, I want to touch on for just a moment, and it's really at the very beginning, and that's a question that Daniel and Michael ask you to ask yourself, and that's how do I want to be remembered to those closest to me? Uh, Daniel, what are what are some ways you've seen this uh, really impact people's lives? Getting serious about this question. Well, so that question is one that's often. Um, a bit more uh, controversial mm. in the life planning process that we walk people through in the book, Living Forward. But the reason that it, it, it's so challenging is because we ask you to write, write out your eulogy as if you were to attend your own funeral today. So if you had the opportunity to be alive at your memorial service today, what would be said about you? And we want you to come to grips with that. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was with a group of executives down in San Diego, and these were executives in a, who represent a global firm. They were from all around the world. And at the end of the, the Living Forward Day, where we worked on their life plans, one of the individuals in his late 50s <clears throat> said, today was so immensely powerful mm. because for the very first time, I acknowledged the fact that I'm going to die. Mm. And you have to, if you want to create a plan that is going to have pull power and that is going to be compelling so that you can change your thinking and your behaviors in a way that enable you to accumulate net worth in all areas of your life. So you have to start with looking at your life and understanding that there is a finite number of days and really numbering your days so that you can then make decisions from a position of wisdom. The Hebrew scriptures say that. They say, teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Well, if you start out by writing out your eulogy and, and you get not just 
um, the cerebral power of doing this, but the heart felt power of doing this. You engage head and heart. All of a sudden, you'll start to realize that you need to change some things. So you write out your eulogy as if you were to pass today. And then you have the next step in the process is you get to write legacy statements. And that's the good news is you start to craft what is it you hope people would say about you at some point in the future? What do you hope your wife, what do you hope your kids or grandkids, your colleagues, your community members, your friends, your siblings, what do you hope they would say at some point in the future? And for many of us, we'll see a gap from eulogy as if it were read today to legacy statements as we would hope would be read at some point in the future. Now that gap that gets created there is a powerful one. And that awareness of the finite number of our days is a powerful, powerful experience because now we're in the right place. Now, now we can start to put together a plan for our life that has what we call this, as I mentioned, pull power. Mm. So we can begin thinking about our days differently, thinking about the accounts in our life differently, thinking about how we lead differently. And then we start to develop conviction, which is required to change habit. We start to develop conviction around our decision-making. And Jeff, I've got to tell you, in Living Forward, that's what this book is about. It's about decision-making. And, and how do you fill your day with more proactive and intentional decisions? And once you start with the end in mind, now you're best positioned to do so. Yeah, the life plan is the roadmap to, to getting you to that destination in its simplest form, right? You betcha. Yeah. Well, uh, at the uh, live event the other night, uh, Daniel put a real emphasis on uh, dedicating one day to this process. That was not lost on me, Daniel. Why do you feel so strongly about this? Yeah, so, uh, you know, there's some fantastic uh, statistics out there that I find to be fascinating. Mm -hmm. The average American, as I shared the other night, will, will invest more than five hours to, into researching which car to buy. Mm -hmm. Five hours researching which car to buy. The average bride, 39 days into planning for her wedding. Mm -hmm. We're investing countless hours to planning the family vacation, but very few of us will invest hours into putting a plan together for our life. Mm -hmm. So for the last 20 years, I have been living the process in living forward and coaching, like I've said, tens of thousands of leaders through this. And what I found is if you try to piecemeal this process and you try to, to do 30 minutes of your eulogy uh, at the end of the day when you're tired uh, before you go to bed, and then you you start to identify which accounts in your life are most important on your coffee break tomorrow morning. And then a week later, you start to identify some, some specific actions or a vision for each account. Mm. What'll happen is you may finish your life plan. Chances are you won't, but you may. But if you do, it's not going to be this incredibly meaningful document that is anchored in, in an amazing experience that you had, where you dove deep, you invest an entire day in a very uh, intentional way to put together a plan for your life. Last night I was flying home from your town, from Nashville, and uh, the social media uh, uh, response to the book has been overwhelming. I am so grateful. But I was on, on the plane last night and I was just responding to um, the feedback from the release of the book. And there's an individual who has been connected to us and our company. He, he's an MBA student uh, who uh, works for a very large firm for Intel, and they did a case study on our company, uh, he and his cohort, and they did some work for us. And, and anyways, 
he was so impacted by how we coach and how we lead that yesterday he invested an entire day. He went up to Mount Hood, uh, up mm-hmm. to the lodge where they filmed The Shining. It's a beautiful lodge. And he sent me pictures from his window out uh, looking out over the tip of Mount Hood. And he had the book there. He had his journal there. He had a cup of coffee there. And in there, in, in his comments, he said, this day changed my life. And when you invest a day, what will happen is you're going to make some deep, deep decisions. You're going to develop some conviction around how you want to be intentional in your life. And I'm just telling you, <laughs> the impact from investing one full day versus trying to piecemeal it is profound. So I will always tell people, mm. please don't shortcut this. Don't waste your time or energy if you're not going to invest a day. If you can't invest a day, I would say don't even read the book. Mm. Really. Um, wow. You've got to be what you got to know. Eyes wide open. If you're going to read Living Forward, that's super cool. But um, that's not the target for us. You've got to read the book. You've got to invest the day. And then you just start working the plan. And it can change your life. Well, speaking of implementing the plan, uh, that's the next part of the process. And part of implementing the plan, of course, includes scheduling your priorities. I was wondering if you could talk a bit, Daniel, about the concepts of, of an ideal week and, and the annual uh, time block. So um, let's start off with the ideal week. Uh, the way we coach at Building Champions is we, we've got a, a model, we call it the core four, where we help leaders to first off start with how they lead themselves, self-leadership, which is life planning. And then we help them to get really clear on vision. Uh, leaders need to have clarity around their vision so that they can then build strategy. And once they build strategy, they can build the plans that they can execute on. So the second element of the core four is vision. The third is the business plan. And we like every leader to have a one-page personal business plan that helps them to understand which activities and functions are truly most important for them. And then the fourth element is priority management. And that is how do you make decisions to now manage what you see as being your priorities because you've just unearthed those or discovered those as you've created your life plan, your vision, and your business plan. So when we're walking clients through priority management, what we do is we say, take the specific repeatable disciplines that will enable you to accumulate net worth from your life plan and plug them into this template for what an ideal week would look like. And then take the disciplines from your business plan and plug those in as well. And what we want to coach people to, we want leaders to be so specific on when they're going to work out, when they're going to have their on time, their thinking time, when they're going to walk the floor and connect with their teammates, whether it be in a physical office or virtually. When are they going to leave the office? When are they going to check email? We want to build as much structure in as we can, not overdoing it. So 50, 60, 70 percent of your week filled with the right intentional disciplines so that you have the ability to maintain that balance. You're now focusing on truly your high payoff activities. You're not leaving things to happenstance. Now, there are some listeners right now who might be saying, oh, my gosh, you don't understand my world. That would never work. I am in such reactive chaos each and every day. I get called into meetings. You know, I get an email that says I need to be in a meeting in an hour. Believe me. Uh, We're coaching all sorts of executives in all sorts of organizations, whether they be small or whether they have 80,000 employees globally. The truth of the matter is once you create your ideal week, this is something that you strive for. Mm. And everyone needs to understand you're more in control than you think you are. You have more control over your day than you think you do. And if you will just begin to look at 
what's most important, which you now see after you've done your living forward life plan and you've done your business plan, you start to see what's truly most important. You start to build this ideal week and then you start to schedule to it. And what I've challenged folks to do over the years is I say, you know what, how many of us will truly live the ideal week 100%, 100% of the time? Nobody. But if we can live 60 or 70% of that ideal week, 60 or 70% of the year, how much better off will we be a year from now? Mm. That's powerful. I once emailed just in casual conversation, uh, my life plan or my uh, uh, ideal week template rather, and suggested it might be helpful to them without a whole lot of explanation. And she took one look at it and her response was, gosh, I don't want to be that busy all the time. And <laughs> I realized I'd made a huge mistake. I didn't, I didn't explain that this is not about, not about being busy. It's about accounting for your time. You're going to spend the time anyway. This is about being intentional about how you're going to spend that time. It's a funny, it's a funny thing, Jeff. Um, so oftentimes, I think what people are afraid of is putting to paper what's real. They would rather live in denial. I don't want to see that or I don't <laughs> want to commit to that because if I put it to paper, then I'm going to have to do it. Mm. And, and I will tell you, that's a, a, an interesting concept. We'll get, we'll get to the annual calendar in a second. But I, I want everybody to understand this. Don't allow the fear of failure to stop you from going through this process. Mm. I've talked to so many people who have said, I could never put a life plan together. I don't want to create an ideal week because then when I fail... It's just going to be so defeating. And you're looking at it wrong. A life plan is not something that you serve. It serves you. Mm. It becomes this filter and this guide to help you to make better decisions. You're not going to nail it every day. None of us are. But if we can fill our days with more of the right things, and if we can start to build an ideal week that helps us to be attending to what matters most, there's all sorts of brain science behind this. I want to I want to just give my friend Henry Cloud a, a shout out here. If you've not read Henry Cloud's work, Boundaries for Leaders, or he's got a new book coming out in another month, uh, The Power of the Other, a killer book, mm. killer. But Henry's done so much research. There's so much brain science on what happens when we attend to what matters most. We're crystal clear on it, which is our life plan. And then we, we have a system for memorizing it and reviewing it. Then what happens is we inhibit the things that don't matter as much. So we start to see our days filled with more intentionality. We get better results in every aspect of our life. That's the one-two punch of the life plan and the ideal week. So let's talk about that annual calendar. I find oftentimes that we can be invited to something, and it could be really good. Uh, you know, I've got an invitation right now to go train 50 leaders in Central America. They wanted me to come in uh, in April down in Nic Nicaragua, mm -hmm. and they gave me two dates, Nicaragua in April or Nicaragua in September. And if I were to just look at the dates that they gave me on my calendar, I might say yes, because I would look and I would say, you know what? Those dates in April are wide open. But unless I look at how that four-day period of time is going to plug into a three-month period of time, mm. I truly won't count the cost. So the annual calendar gives you the ability, first and foremost, to put in every important date. Jeff, I, I've got some great traditions that have <laughs> really um, helped me in life. And uh, my wife and I, Sherry, we've been married for 28 years in July I've never worked on our anniversary. Mm. We've got four beautiful kids. I've never worked on any of their birthdays or wow. my birthday or my wife's. 
we have this tradition where we stop everything on birthdays and on our anniversary. We shut everything down. People say, you yank them out of school? Yes, we do. <laughs> we yank them out of school. We take off work. And what we do as a family unit, we, we float. We celebrate. We celebrate the gift that they are. All right. So that was a little tip from my life plan. And it's been amazing. Some of you are thinking you could never do that or it doesn't make sense or whatever it may be. Don't, don't, don't tune out right now. Mm. It's just been a really neat thing that I've been doing. My kids are now, uh, my oldest is 25 and it's a tradition that they will continue moving forward with. But the, the ideal week, you get to put those birthday or the, I'm sorry, the uh, annual fold out calendar. You get to put those dates in there, those important dates. If you want to take what I call on days or Sabbath days, days to just unplug and, and every leader leaders, you need to hear this. One of the disciplines that leaders miss and that holds them back is the discipline of thinking. What happens is we get so busy that we, we no longer see thinking time as a high payoff activity. And when that takes place, we find ourselves reacting and truly not bringing our best to the organization. So those on days you put into your annual calendar, one of those days to where you're just going to take one or two days in the month. And you're going to think, you're going to reflect, you're going to assess, you're going to tweak. Our best clients leading major organizations, they are disciplined with that. Some will take four hours every Friday. Some will take uh, the, the first Friday every month. Some will take the first and the third Friday of the month. Fridays are a really popular day. We think those are great days for, for on days. But the annual calendar gives you the ability to do that. So regardless of where you are in life, once you can look at your life plan and you can see the events or the disciplines or the special days that are truly most important, you put them into that annual calendar, chances of you having regret at the end of the year go way down. Well, I have been using both the annual time block and the ideal week for, for several years, ever since uh, I think uh, Michael first uh, shared his own versions on his blog a few years ago and have benefited from them, them greatly. I highly recommend that. Thanks. So, uh, in the end, Daniel, how do we keep it all going without, without losing steam? This is a topic you tackled in the last chapter, I believe. Yeah, so this is, um, this is probably the hardest part, Jeff. This comes down to discipline. What we coach our clients to do hmm. is once they've built their life plan, we ask them to review it every single morning for 90 days. Every single morning, seven days a week for 90 days. And then... We challenge you to review it weekly from that point forward. It's a dynamic tool that serves you. Now, now you got to think about this. Mm. You've invested one full day. You've, you dove deep to pull up the plan for your life. You've identified legacy statements and how you want to live, how you want to add value to those around you. You've identified the accounts in your life that are truly most important. You've cast a vision for where you want to be in each and every one of those accounts at some point in the future. You've identified your purpose or your unique role. You've identified a few specific actions that you can repeat over and over and over again so that you accumulate net worth and you accomplish your version of success in every area of your life. Hmm. If you're to just invest that day and and write that all down on paper and put it into a drawer and never look at it again, this isn't a magic lamp. Mm. You're not going to change. Like I mentioned earlier with Henry Cloud, the doc says you got to review it. And for 20 years, we've been having clients review it. <laughs> so you're reviewing it every morning. Some mornings you're reading it out loud. You're standing. You're looking at it. You're, you're getting it not just into your head, but into your heart. Mm. The more that you review it, the more transformation you'll experience because your days, your decisions 
will start to mirror your life plan. I guarantee it. So it requires an additional 10 or 15 minutes in the morning. But I guarantee if you do it, you're going to regain those 10 or 15 minutes with a huge return on that invested time at the end of the day because you will have filled your day with more of the right things. So you're going to have more intentional, purposeful days. So Jeff, it's straightforward. You invest the day, you fill out the calendar, the annual calendar, you create the ideal week, you start to schedule to it, you review that life plan every single morning, every morning, and you do that for 90 days. It's now habit. You know it. You don't even need to read it. You can recite it. And then every single week, you're just reviewing it again. Every quarter, you're doing a review and adjusting and tweaking. Every year, between Christmas and New Year's, you're taking one of those special days again. It becomes part of your way. It's honestly, for me, it's one of the best days of my year. Between <laughs> Christmas and New Year's, I take a day. I go, uh, we've got a little cabin down on the coast uh, in, in Oregon. I take a day. I, I, t- I split the night before. And all I do is I just focus on, all right, how's life going? Where am I nailing it? Where do I have gaps? Where do I have new opportunities? What marks did I make? What adjustments or edits did I make to my life plan last year? What new accounts do I have as I look forward into the year ahead? That intentionality has been such a huge game changer for me and for, like I've said numerous times, thousands of others. And, and, and the key there, I think, is is assuring you're doing the right things. Uh, a lot of us focus on doing things right, uh, but it doesn't matter if we're not doing the right things to begin with. Yeah, well said. Before I move on to a couple of questions I wanted to ask you, Daniel, that aren't directly related to the book, is there anything else from the book you'd like to make sure we, we walk away with? Jeff, I think your questions have been spot on. You know, I guess this is one thing I would just want everybody to know. I'm not saying, Michael nor I are saying that living forward is a magic pill, nor are we saying that it's the only way to live a better life. Mm. I, I don't ever want to be that guy. Uh, nor do I want to say that if you don't read it and you don't do it, your, your life's going to be bad. That, that's not it. All I'm saying is for 20 years, I've been living this thing. And for 20 years this month, my team of coaches and I have been walking some of not just the best leaders in the U.S., but the Mm. best leaders in business in many countries. We've been walking them through this and we're seeing some pretty tremendous results. Uh, Well, you mentioned the work of Dr. Henry Cloud a moment ago and you're excited about his upcoming book, I know. I was wondering, uh, Daniel, if you could name for us uh, a couple of the books maybe over the years that have had the biggest impact on you, or maybe those two or three titles that that you refer back to often. You want to know one of my favorite books and you're going to sit here and go, all right, Harkaby, you're a mental midget. That's okay. (laughs) Oh, the places you'll go by Dr. Seuss. I posted it yesterday. I've got it right here. And I used to give that to every client. I love that book. (laughs) So if any of you are up for a really deep read, um, that would be one. Uh, I love that. Uh, You know, I I keep on my desk uh, Drucker's book on management, tasks, responsibilities, and practices. I think that's a great how-to manual for anyone in a leadership position. Uh, I think Boundaries for Leaders by Henry Cloud's fantastic. I think Thinking for a Change for Maxwell was one of his best pieces of work. Uh, I think Lencioni, Patrick Lencioni, a client and friend of ours, Mm -hmm. uh, I think his books have been fantastic. You know, The Five Dysfunctions, The Advantage, amazing books. Patrick's got another book coming out in the next uh, month or so. For me, uh, the scriptures are they're going to be the the most powerful. Mm -hmm. That's how I live life. Uh, I will always say don't don't listen to uh, to agree or disagree. Listen to learn. And and it's just been a powerful source for me Mm -hmm. is the Bible. 
honestly, Jeff, I could go on and <laughs> on. And on. I, uh, so many have, have poured into who I am as a result of really um, putting forth such effort to type their thoughts, their experiences, and their words to pen those and then get them into a book. There's a, a saying that says we all stand on the shoulders of, of giants. And many of these thought leaders and great business leaders and and uh, individuals who have penned these books, um, I'm standing on their shoulders today. Mm. Well, you mentioned some of my favorites in there uh, for sure. Patrick Lencioni, one of my one of my favorite authors. Five Dysfunctions of a Team was huge for me when I first read it several years ago. Well, uh, Daniel, I believe that the ability to effectively share your ideas in public, as you did the other night, plays a major role in a person's level of success. And I'd be curious to know what some of your tips might be for uh, delivering an impactful and and memorable uh, public talk. So you need to know that when I first launched Building Champions 20 years ago, Mm. I was given an opportunity to deliver a 90-minute keynote in the British West Indies for a group of bankers who were absolutely peak, peak performers. This was on the fifth and final day. Uh, My friend Todd Duncan uh, hosted the event and he, I was the keynote on the fifth day and 15 minutes into the talk, my, my mind went blank. My wife was in the back with her head in her hands. Todd was in the back panicking. And I, I stood up in front of this group 15 minutes into my talk and I was done. I mean, done. This was when I launched my company. And in that moment I thought, okay, I need a new plan. I have failed so miserably. I almost fainted. I'm I'm telling you, it was so painful. It was Mm -hmm. so humbling. I share that with you because you were with me two nights ago, and you wouldn't have asked me that question if you didn't think (laughs) that I had effectively communicated. So I've grown a little bit over the last couple of decades. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you something that I, I, I came to a place in my career where I said, I will no longer get up in front of people and communicate a message unless there are two dynamics that are taking place. Mm. The first is that I'm subject matter expert. I don't need to be the most knowledgeable in the room, but I've got to be able to carry on a pretty strong conversation with the best of the best in the room on that topic. Mm. I am subject matter expert on living forward and life planning because of how many people this organization, Building Champions, has walked through the process because I myself have lived it and seen the fruit. So that's number one. Number two, I won't speak about it unless I'm incredibly passionate about it. There was a great book called Working the Room, and I'm so sorry, uh, Working the Room. I I can't remember the author's name, so please forgive me. Uh, Great book. And in that book, he says, "Don't don't ever give a talk unless you believe it can change the world. And those are some realities for me. So if, if I'm speaking on, on the five perspectives of a leader, if I'm speaking on the anatomy of a leader, if I'm speaking on how to execute on strategy, which I, I, I deliver those talks to organizations all around the world all the time. Those talks, I will stand up on the stage and I'll look at that room and I'm in, it in front of all sorts of executives, all sorts of experience levels, but I will have done my research and I will know, I know the audience, I'm subject matter expert, and I believe that this message can really impact them. I'm passionate about it. Now, the third thing that I would say is um, practice, practice, (laughs) practice. You know, write it out verbatim, write it out verbatim, read it, adjust it, 
tweak it, devote the time, and then when it's time to jump up on the stage, you leave your notes behind and you let it rip. Was it uh, Nick Morgan you were trying to think of? It was Nick Morgan. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, we're about out of time. I wanted to give you a chance to share uh, how best to get in touch with you for someone who who, uh, might want to consider hiring uh, you or your organization uh, to help coach them. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, Buildingchampions.com. That's my organization. We're headquartered here up in the Pacific Northwest. We have coaches throughout the country, and we work with uh, all sorts of leaders, from middle management all the way on up to the C-suite. Uh, got an amazing team of coaches. Uh, you, you can learn more about me. I'm, I'm on everything from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Daniel Harkavy, H-A-R-K-A-V-Y. And what we're speaking about here today is Living Forward, and that's livingforwardbook.com. And then email daniel.harkavy at buildingchampions.com. I would be more than happy to, uh, to field any questions or requests mm-hmm. that you might have. Well, it's a book I recommend everyone read. It is, it is a nice, uh, relatively short, 150 or so pages, not counting the, uh, the life plan examples in, in the back. But I will echo what Daniel said and, and say that only read it if you plan to put it into action and take that day and set the time aside. Uh, Daniel, thank you uh, so much for your time. Uh, it is a real pleasure to have had a chance to meet you and talk to you. And, and as I said in social media a couple of nights ago, I really think this book is going to impact millions of lives. Ah, thank you, Jeff. I so appreciate it. I appreciate your confidence in me and in Michael. And uh, you're doing some amazing work getting uh, fantastic messages out. So thank you for giving me the privilege and the honor to join you and to address all those that uh, are looking at you as a mentor and a leader and coach. So thanks a lot, Jeff. I appreciate it. Of course, as always, we'll include a link to the Living Forward book website and how you can get your very own copy of it right away, along with the half a dozen or so other books and resources that Daniel mentioned. You can find all that at readtoleadpodcast.com forward slash 120 for episode 120. And don't forget about the offer, especially for you from FreshBooks, our sponsor, offering a free month of unrestricted use, totally free right now, and you don't need a credit card for the trial. To claim your free month, go to freshbooks.com slash read to lead. That's freshbooks.com slash read to lead and enter read to lead in the how did you hear about us section. If you'd like a chance at sharing how you use FreshBooks accounting software in your business right here on the podcast, just send an email with FreshBooks in the subject line to jeff at readtoleadpodcast.com. Well, that's going to do it for this week. I look forward to seeing you next time for the Read to Lead podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Read to Lead podcast. As a subscriber, we challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. Become a vital member of the community. Visit us on the web at readtoleadpodcast.com. Until next time, remember, leaders read and readers lead. Read to Lead.